0: I am passionate about protecting kids. The number one place that I see camouflage danger to kids is in our schools. But danger is not always camouflaged. Sometimes it is just flat out right there for all of us to see. We've talked about the car theft problem in the state of Ohio. Every major city, they have a car theft problem. Young kids. Uh, The 15-year-old girl who was, I think, the second murder victim of the year. In Columbus, she was a member of the Kia Boys. You don't have to be a boy to be a member of the Kia Boys. She was a member of the Kia Boys, had two stolen cars on her record, 15-years-old shot, found in the street, died a day or two into 2023. Now, Columbus police homicide detectives are investigating the death of an eight-month-old boy in North Linden, and they deem his death to be suspicious I mean, that is suspicious, of course. We want to withhold judgment. I mean, there is SIDS does exist. There are catastrophic health things that exist in the minds of police, at at least at this stage. It seems to be prudent to view the death as suspicious. They found him around 630 last night after a 911 call from the 2400 block of Hiawatha Street. They rushed him to Nationwide Children's. He died a short time later. Two adults they have questioned. They have not been identified and no charges have been filed. But this is not. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a phenomenon that we are unfamiliar with in Columbus. NBC4I today publishes a study of sexual abuse of minors in 2022 in the state of Ohio. They cite the numbers from the Center for Family Safety and Healing which is part of Nationwide Children's Hospital. Okay, Nationwide Children's Hospital. As you well know, if you're a regular listener to the Bruce Hooley Show, I have said before there is much good going on at Nationwide Children's Hospital as there has been throughout the decades. But there is some also nefarious, illogical, liberal lunacy that has run amok at Nationwide Children's Hospital in one specific instance, as it concerns having a perverted drag queen on their mental health ambassador staff. I bet Ryan Day would be thrilled at a press conference if somebody asked the Ohio State head coach who has done phenomenal things to further mental health uh, how he feels about being affiliated with a pervert who exposed fake but nevertheless realistic bare breasts to a 10-year-old boy at a drag show over Christmas. I bet Ryan doesn't even know that Nationwide Children's is affiliated with Nina West, but they are, and one of my goals in 2023 would be to get Nationwide to back out of its embrace of the drag queen situation as if it could have any good influence on a child, which it decidedly cannot. Here are the numbers from Franklin County Children's Services in 2022. They investigated 1,300 claims of sex crimes committed against children from infancy to 18 years old. Now, that's interesting. 1,300 claims of sex crimes. How many did Columbus Police investigate? 400 reports of rape or sexual assault against kids ages 15 or younger, not including the dozens more, sounds to me like hundreds more, alleging molestation and other lower-level sex offenses. The sad truth of this is that a lot of these crimes never get reported. It says here, the 403 reports of child rape or sexual assault received by Columbus Police in 2022, 317 involved a female, The remainder, 86, involved a male. A slight majority of cases, so just more than 50% of the cases, were reported to Columbus police the same day as the alleged assault. If you want to get the perpetrator held accountable, the expediency with which you report the crime is certainly a major factor in that. Sometimes the abuse is not reported until days later, sometimes months, or even years later. One report filed a year ago this month alleged child rape spanning back to 1978. 1978. And in fact, the Ohio Network of Children's Advocacy Center says that most abuse is suffered by victims who never come forward. So, the kids are under a lot of danger. We're in an overly sexualized culture. This is problematic on two levels. Number one, it gets adults stirred up and viewing kids as appropriate outlets for their sexual perversions. And it, this is the word we use all the time because it's so perfectly applicable, grooms the kids to be more accepting of those kinds of advances because, well, I've seen it acted out on stage or, well, I've seen it depicted in a book or well I've heard someone read about it or I've seen it on television and they are more apt to be drawn into that as if there's nothing wrong with it because well I've seen it before it's not new it's not unfamiliar to me so a uh, really 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 sad situation those numbers are struggling and kids don't have to be sexually abused to be abused and to be To be misserved by the adults in their life. This story I saw yesterday really bothered me. From CBS News. Children struggling with obesity should be evaluated and treated early and aggressively. Including with medications for kids as young as 12. And surgery for those as young as 13. According to new guidelines released Monday. Where did the guidelines come from? Crazy people who never heard of healthy diet and exercise? No. I presume the American Academy of Pediatrics has heard of healthy diet and exercise, but that's not one of their guidelines for 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds. No, let's medicate the 12-year-olds and let's do gastric bypass surgery on the 13-year-olds. Could we try to take the bag of chips out of their hand first and get them outside, running around, not playing video games or looking at their phone? Oh, you are a dinosaur, Bruce. Second paragraph, the longstanding practice of watchful waiting or delaying treatment to see whether children and teens outgrow or overcome obesity on their own only worsens the problem. According to or, or the, that affects more than 14 and a half million young people in the U.S., researchers say, well, if research, if experts said it, it's got to be right. Right? Isn't that the one thing we have learned over the past two years? If an expert says it, it's got to be right. Get vaccinated, get boosted, social distance, wear a mask. I mean, the experts are never wrong, are they? Not at the CDC, not at the uh, National Institute for Infectious Diseases, not at the FBI, not on the J6 commission. The experts are never wrong. The researchers are always right. This is, I can't fathom the American Academy of Pediatrics. What about trying a healthy diet and exercise? Now, if this number of kids suffering from this who needed medication or surgery were, I don't know, in a country of 330 million people, I'm going to say, was down around a million kids or was down around a half a million kids who just got a a very bad hand dealt to them genetically or they have uh, they're paralyzed they can't get out of a wheelchair they can't really exercise or whatever then I would buy the whole medication and surgical option but 14 and a half million kids are deemed to be obese at 12 and 13 and you're going to give them medication or surgery there's no chance those kids are unable to reform their dietary habits or to get outside and run around my dad used to have a saying i said it to a couple guys last night and they laughed at it but my dad used to say go outside and get the stink bloat off of you he didn't mean that literally he meant it figuratively man the old ways work folks So we had the inauguration of the uh, governor and all the other state elected officials yesterday, including Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who I still have not heard from. Frank LaRose's people who reached out to crab about me, criticizing them for immediately embracing the backstabbing appointment of Jason Stevens as Ohio Speaker of the House. By the way, um, you know, in Washington, Kevin McCarthy got Speaker of the House because he agreed to new rules that pleased his critics who want him to be accountable in case one of them stands up and says, I call a vote. I don't think Kevin McCarthy's doing a good job. I think we ought to have a vote on whether he should continue as Speaker. Uh, That option is there in the state of Ohio, by the way. If the 22 turncoat Republicans who put Jason Stevens into the Speaker's chair, if any of them would want to get back in good stead with the party, uh, they could do the same thing, and I wouldn't rule out the possibility that Jason Stevens' assent to the Speaker's chair might not stay as comfy cozy as he thinks it is. I spoke to uh, one Republican Central Committee member who said, oh, no, 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 this is not over. So we'll see if it's over or not. What I do know is that Frank LaRose is going to be your secretary of state for the next four years until he runs for another office, which he decidedly will. Might be governor might be senator. But for the next four years, Frank LaRose is going to be in charge of policing Ohio's new election integrity laws, which include, as of Friday, when Governor Mike DeWine signed the legislation, a voter ID requirement, photo ID requirement. So you now have to show photo ID to vote. Now, this has always been a bit of a head-scratcher for me because I have always shown a photo id to vote in fact i've never tried to vote without a photo id in ohio but i can't imagine i would have been allowed to by my vigilant poll workers out in madison county if you don't have a photo id well, they prior, want my electric bill prior, yes i was about to say prior to the change in the law you could show another form of id it's my understanding well now you got to show a photo id Ohioans 17 years and older will be eligible to receive a free state ID card. So before you whine, Democrats, about how racist it is, just know it's going to be free, which, you know, hey, that'll be right up your alley. Anything free, you'll take three. But, of course, as soon as Governor DeWine signed the law, a lawsuit was filed against it. Now, the person who filed the lawsuit is an interesting fella. His name is Mark Elias. You might have heard of Mark Elias. Because, not because he's the head of the Elias Law Group, but because Mark Elias is the guy who, man, extensive resume here. He was the top lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign for president in 2016. And as the top lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016, he hired Fusion GPS. Oh, you say, wait, I've heard of them too. To conduct... Opposition research against Clinton's opponent, Donald Trump. What opposition research did he hire? Well, he hired the uh, Steele dossier. They resulted in the following around of Carter Page. And the whole insinuation that Donald Trump was a Russian agent running for president. A Manchurian candidate. That That Mark Elias. That guy who tried to lie Hillary Clinton into the White House, is the guy who's filed a lawsuit, and not just here in Ohio, but elsewhere, wherever a state enacts a photo ID law for voters. Mark Elias races to the courthouse, because he's already got the legislation prepared, to rail against it. Why are Democrats against photo ID laws for voters? I know, because it's racist. That's all they have. That's racist, racist, racist. What is racist? Asking someone to produce a photo ID, which they all have or obviously can get free, or assuming that they are too stupid or incapable of getting a photo ID, which the state provides to you free, which is more racist. I think the latter is more racist. But Mark Elias is hanging a very heavy weight on a very thin wire. The heavy weight is racism. The thin wire is uh, election fairness. No, election fairness requiring somebody to prove they are who they say they are in order to vote because of Democrats, by the way, because of what happened in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin and Arizona. You've created the problem. And then the Republican Party has responded to the problem with a fix photo IDs. And not as many mail-in drop boxes and everything. And now you don't like the solution to the problem you created. Maybe you shouldn't have created the problem. By the way, this seems a good time for me to digress. And talk about something that you probably haven't linked to election integrity. But we've all heard of the Idaho murder case, right? The uh, graduate student at Washington State University whose campus is 10 minutes away from Idaho, where the four young people were stabbed in the middle of the night, morning, whatever, and brutally murdered. Do you know why the authorities think the case against Brian Koberger is so strong? Because they checked his cell phone records, and they realized that he was driving around scouting the location where the murder took place, 12 times in advance of the murders. And they noticed that his cell phone was in that area on the night of the murders. Now, I have a question. Back when Dinesh D'Souza made the movie 2,000 Mules, showing on video people dropping off multiple ballots at ballot boxes where they were only allowed to drop off one ballot and only allowed to do it one time, Yet they were doing it day after day, multiple ballot by multiple ballot. And he tracked them with cell phone data. We were told by the left that cell phone data was not a reliable investigative technique. So why is cell phone data not a reliable investigative technique when Dinesh D'Souza used it to raise the possibility of widespread election fraud in 2020? But now it is the investigative technique that is quite likely going to put Brian Koberger behind bars for the rest of his life. I just find that to be curious, but not really, because we all know that different standards are applied to Democrats than are applied to Republicans. But yeah, I keep hearing about the case against Koberger. Oh, cell phone data, cell phone, Ah, cell phone will get you every time. So, well, it'll get you every time unless you are A Democrat doing something wrong, in which case the cell phone data will be flawed. I don't know if other people have raised that concern. I instantly thought of, wait a minute, cell phone data? That's not a reliable investigative technique. At least it wasn't when we coupled it with video. Maybe Brian Koberger, maybe he'd be able to get off if they actually had video of him going into the house. Like we have video of the people putting ballots in the boxes. Maybe that exonerates them for some purpose. I am unaware of and cannot grasp. I'll have another case of double standard next. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.